2: Right, everybody, welcome to Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Didman, DJ Muskratch, the producer, sitting over at Drink of Ages pub, drinking the good beers, having some good times. And I'm kind of gotta say, Muskratch, man, we've got an interesting music selection going on from uh, Skyler over there, bartender, man. I keep... I'll send him a song and I'm like, what exactly are we listening to? But, you know, either way, it goes well with beer. Yeah, bartender's choice. goes well with beer. And so... This episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by our friends at Bell's Brewery. The best brown ale is their seasonal that's out right now. And it's a smooth, toasty brown ale with a hint of caramel and cocoa, 5.8%. Very easy drinking, very nice body on this thing, and perfect for the temperatures as they get colder and then get warmer, get colder, get warmer. Yeah, all this... Fluctuation in temperatures, got everybody sneezing and can't breathe and everything else. So, yeah, just uh, wash it all down with a good, best brown L from Bell's Brewery. And so this week, this week we have our friends from Platypus Brewing hanging out again. We have Sean Henrahan and Brandon Couture. So, yeah, I got it. I got the first one. Yeah, it's going to go
1: downhill from here with, with what I call everybody, but
2: yeah. But, yeah, welcome, guys.
1: Thanks, John. Thanks for, Thanks for coming, mate. And, uh, look, before we get into this, can you please tell your bartender to put his pants on? I mean, seriously. Uh, it's cold outside, and it's just dead set, not cool. It, you know, they, they do anything for tips. It's, it's, Fair it's, enough. Yeah. yeah you got I'll it. throw a quarter at him. It might hurt him. But, anyway, <laughs> I'll throw it at him.
2: <laughs> oh, I was about to say some things that can't be on the radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost did it. It was about to get – I was about to – mustard's about to cut my, the, the, the host out <laughs> for some things. Uh, now, man, it's, uh, it's always good hanging out with you guys. Um, uh, a lot of things happening over at the brewery. A lot of stuff. I mean, I went by there last Wednesday uh, for steak night, and you guys sold out at, like, 90 steaks.
1: Yes, mate. It's, um, steak night has taken off like a frog in a sock, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's gone really well for us. Chef John is cooking it up, up an absolute storm, quality ingredients, and quality output. So customers are loving it, and uh, we're loving the patronage, and we're loving the uh, patronage. I just said that twice,
2: I? Yes. I missed out on the steak, but uh, I think there was – when I showed up, Kerry was outside. I already had a beer and sean you were you, you came outside and the next thing i know there's just more pints just being set around us the whole time and uh went through quite a bit
1: of that rye beer that you guys make right yeah the rye ipa so it's, it's a wonderful seasonal that we bring out this time of year uh kerry does a wonderful job of that of course uh, it's been going extremely well in the market and i believe you've had it here john yeah and it didn't and last long on
0: tap. yeah it went straight through it we, uh, we, we moved through all the allocations that we were allowed to sell in, I believe, one day. Wow. So it was uh, very, very quick. So it, it disappeared faster than, I think, any other beer we had this year. And, when, um, Sean, that's when you're supposed to
2: come in and, and say, like, it disappeared faster than a crocodile on a
1: train or something like that. Yeah, you, you come up with all these great sayings. Yeah, oh, I had one in my head, yeah. and I thought it's not appropriate for radio. So <laughs> I put that one in the back pocket. She'll come out at the appropriate time.
0: Yeah, at the right time. I hear new ones almost every day from him. <laughs> I have to just stop and laugh for a second. And I'm like, explain that?
2: Uh, yeah, how, yeah. Does that, how
1: exactly does that work? How does it fit into what? (laughs) Correct. That's right. We had one previously, right? The Harold Holt. Oh, the Harold Holt. So the Harold Holt, um, just so all your listeners know, we used to have a uh, prime minister by the name of Harold Holt. Not that this would ever happen in America, right? And the bastard just (laughs) went for a swim one day. Literally, just went for a swim. No Secret Service, all that sort of rubbish. Just goes down for a swim in the surf. And he doesn't come back. <laughs> we lost a prime minister because wow. he went for a swim, yeah. and I don't know whether a shark got him, or a rip got him, or he got caught under a rock. And I mean, who knows? Yeah, the poor bastard just didn't come back. Just didn't so come back. of course we had to have another election, or you know whatever we had to do. So now if you ever do a disappearing act in Australia, so if you have a beer and you just disappear on your mate, you caught the Harold Holt. Yeah, <laughs> doing the bolt.
2: Uh, Around here, it's, for whatever reason, an Irish exit.
1: Irish (laughs) exit? Yeah, the old Irish exit. Right, Uh, there we go. A couple of those mad bosses in Australia, too, actually. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. Uh, uh, Drinking some Ringa. Nice red ale. Goes down very easy. Does the trick, mate. Um, Look, we... I think we've mentioned on previous episodes, the Red Ale was, was an interesting one where we, uh, Carrie and I, uh, when we're doing our initial sort of beer release as part of the brewery opening, we wanted something a wee bit off the wall, something different. And, and Carrie being from Northern California brought her expertise, her knowledge, and that's what she brewed. And we thought, oh, okay, this will be a niche. And son of a bitch if it didn't just sell out immediately and uh, we were scrambling to, to fill the tanks. So, look, it's been a great mainstay for, for uh, Houston. And I don't mean in terms of uh, October, November, you know, where the doll gets below 80, but it's, it's something that I think you can really enjoy year-round. Um, and, you know, you'll talk about a canning later, but it is one of the mainstays, and it's one of the, the four that we will be releasing in the, ne- in the upcoming weeks.
2: Yeah, with the new cans sitting here at the table. Those are good looking. Thanks, there. man.
0: Yeah, it took a pretty sharp. Pretty sharp.
2: Well, one of the things that, that you yeah, know, branding is, is, is a big thing. I pay attention to branding, and so many breweries come out, and they, they come out with these cans, and it's like you can't even see who makes the beer. You know, the name yeah. of the beer is on there and all this other stuff, but... It's like okay, what's the brewery? And you have to look under or around the back or somewhere very small on the top. It'll have the brewery name, and I think that's just bad here. I mean, you guys have platypus. I mean, that that is your that's your logo is the platypus, and that is the biggest thing on the can is a platypus. Uh, I think that's, that's that's the
1: right way of doing this. Yeah, thanks, man. It'll be interesting in Brandon's comments because he uh, he's been in this uh, this area a lot longer. But it, really, from my standpoint. Platypus is who we are. It's it's our brand, and so it needed to be front and center.
0: But so I've worked in packaged beer for about the last 10 years. Yeah. And one of the biggest problems that I have is product that you go in to sell. A lot of the time, it, it it's very ambiguous as to what it is on the on the label. You don't know who's making it. You don't know what's in it, and it it just confuses people because it'll be oh, well, what's this? And they look it over. It doesn't say if it's a, you know, it it has to say what it is. Yeah. But it's hidden like a Where's Waldo book. Right. So what we wanted to do was make sure that the packaging is colorful, eye-catching, and it says exactly what it is on the can. So both, every single can has a description of the beer as well as, you know, in bold what the name is and what it is. You know, if it's. A coffee porter, it's a blonde ale, it's a red ale, it's a pale ale. So there is no no denying it and you'll see them on the shelf and immediately know who makes it and what it is. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with
2: that hundred uh, percent. The way that the can, the design is in which, uh, when
1: are the cans going to be hitting the market? Yeah, mate. Um, look, mid-December. Mid-December. We're, we're hoping for slightly earlier than that. They'll be available early than that. Uh, we, we've picked a number of stores. We'll go through them in a second. But um, they'll be available from mid-December, pending you know certain corporate uh, protocols. And uh, we're looking at a uh, five-store release from mid-December, and that includes uh, HEB at Bunker Hill, uh, Kroger at West 11th, uh, Whole Foods, just here next door, it's um, at Wall. Whole Foods on uh, Galleria and good old Specs downtown, which is uh, and all of these uh, companies have been wonderful supporters of us for, for a number of years. Yes. So we, um, we're deliberately restricting it purely because of uh, restriction of supply, So and I mean in terms of cans. So we want to look after our customers. We want to be able to do a, a, a wonderful uh, release, but we also want to be able to supply them as well. Through the next month, so we're going to start there and then branch out. That uh, we and will
0: be sending product for sure, all around town as far as we can reach. It's just the initial run; we're doing a small run, and then then it's going to explode out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, definitely going to be able to spot these cans when you're walking through the beer aisle, and that, that's of course that's what you want, yeah. you know, and because so many. Like you were saying you, know, you worked in worked in the package side of stuff for a long time. That things just blend together when you walk down the beer aisle. That so many of them just kind of just fade to the back
0: and you just overlook them so easily. Well, a lot of them just have a a plain white background and it just says whatever. And I mean, some of them have clever names still, but. You know, ideally, you, you want branding and you want people to know what it is. Yep. You have a guy that went to a bar and he said, oh, man, I had that freckled dingo. I'm going to buy a couple sixers of that. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to have your brand recognized more so than anything, I would say.
2: Yeah, let's take a quick break. And actually, Sean, you're out of beer. My scratch is out of beer. I might as well be. So let us uh, let me chug this real quick. When we get back, we'll talk more platypus. Drink Vegas. Be right back.
0: Oh oh Africa
1: You don't need a wow
2: Metal Tap is killing it with their IPAs. Heavy Hands, Joosten, Houston Hayes, draped up—all have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. Six and a half percent, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. Our friends on the west side of town, over at No Label, are about to celebrate their eighth anniversary. They're having a big party December 8th, and, man, it's going to have a bunch of badass beer releases all day long, and a bunch of bands playing, special glassware, games, and all the fun times that you can have over at No Label. And speaking of No Label, l to m their Milk Stout, it is out and available right now. And this stuff is a creamy, sweet, not overly filling, but, man, absolutely delicious. 6.3%, perfect for this cold weather. And don't forget, Tap Room is open seven days a week. Tap Room exclusive releases every Friday, Amen. We'll see you guys out there. Sean and Brandon from Platypus Brewing, right here off of uh, Washington Avenue in Houston. Uh, ben, one of the one of the very few brew pubs. I think there's two true brew pubs in Houston. Uh, City Acre and yep, you guys. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, that'd be about right, man. Yeah. 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 The place you can go actually eat food that's made there, drink beer that's made there.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so good old uh, folks at City Acre haven't been there in a little while. We went there yep. for um, a brewer's night as part of the Texas Guild, but um, I unfortunately haven't had the uh, opportunity to go back. But uh, geez, they do a great job out there. Apparently, they made
2: a uh, their brunch like weekend brunch supposed to be off the charts. I mean, it's something that mm-hmm. uh, they they made they keep making lists like all these different lists. You know, the best of something and like good the best it. brunch. Uh, so it's like one day. One day I'm going to go by there and actually uh, make it, wake up in time to go to brunch yeah. oh, on the spot. weekend.
1: Good, good, good guys and gals, so, um, yeah, recommend it
0: highly.
2: Yep. <clears throat> but, uh, but you guys over there, you know, also making some
0: pretty
1: tremendous, excellent food.
0: I would say so. Uh, yeah,
1: right? Chef John uh, cooks up a storm out there, and we do put a lot of emphasis uh, on our uh, experience in the tap room, and that includes uh, the food experience. 50 wings on Mondays.
0: Steak right. night. Steak night.
1: Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Tw- 12 ounce uh, river eye with prawns on top, and uh, and a pint for 20 bucks. And uh, I I canvassed uh, our wonderful uh, guests tonight, and uh, they look pretty darn content. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Wednesday night steak night.
2: Yeah. Well, one one day one day we'll have to go there uh, and and pregame at Platypus <laughs> before coming over here which i actually thought about doing that today yeah but it's like but i knew if i ate one of those steaks and the prawns and and a baked potato i'm already having a hard enough time yeah i'm 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 pretty worn out just about to lay on the bench and just go all right guys just talk amongst yourself (laughs) finish the show and if i would have done that i'd just be i'd be completely cashed out oh you'd be right mate (laughs) (laughs) it would have worked it would have worked just fine it worked just fine so, yeah, we we need to we need to roll over there and uh, and get one of those. Like I said, I went there last week.
1: Uh, last week? What was last week? Uh, was it a week before? Week before, mate. Yeah, last week was Thanksgiving week. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, that's right. Before. That was that Wednesday, and that yeah. was yeah rather busy night. Yeah, we went through. Um, well, we had an incredible attendance, and uh, yeah, burnt through all of our steaks and uh, all eighty plus, and you know we we've uh, <laughs> we've compensated for that, so we're we're uh, stoked that uh, people have chosen to spend their Wednesday evenings at Platypus, and we, we love to have them. We love to have yep. them. Yeah, no doubt. We always have fun there. Well, you
2: guys also have a, a nice selection of beers on tap. You, know, you have your, your mainstays, which you know, we have we got the cans in front of us. And again, they look really great. But, uh, but then you know, there's a lot of brewery-only stuff that you guys have. And so you get there, and there's, there's a selection for, for everybody. Yeah, you know, to go with whatever, whatever you guys feel. Like. I mean, between the chicken wings, the fries,
0: the I mean, all the different stuff. So as far as stuff that is special and out right now, um, we just sent out our newest uh, sour. That's so a cranberry sour called Cranberry Beret. Um, not giddy, giddy up. Not too too tart, just like really easy drinking. Um, just a fun little kettle sour that we did. And then we also just put out our winter warmer called Woolly Jumper. And uh, I've been telling people that it tastes like Christmas. <laughs> Christmas tastes good. Oh. Yeah, apparently. It just has that little bit of spice and some chocolate. Uh huh. A little bit of reindeer candy. in there. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah, a couple you of bones. You,
1: you got to pick those up, but that's all right. Uh, get those, like.
0: Cheap sugar cookies with the sprinkles on top, and, like munch on a couple <laughs> yeah. of them and then take a couple sips of beer.
1: It does. Sound pretty it's lovely. it's uh, eight point something percent uh, winter yeah. ale and just goes down way too smooth, which is rather typical of uh, Kerry's. Uh, what would you call it? Her um, style brew genre Her, brew style. Yeah, she, she can make emo.
0: deceptively boozy beers. Yeah.
1: Now. Kerry would love to be here tonight by the way but uh, she looked like a train wreck when I saw her last in terms of uh, her being rather ill and doing a double brew today and it started late we had a couple of operational issues so she would love to be here but could not be here so shout out to Kerry hope you get better and stop looking like a train wreck
2: (laughs) you're not doing the brewery any good (laughs) Uh, no Kerry's great Uh, I know you guys have a, a fun relationship over there. You know, cause I, yeah, I'd yeah. sit back and just stop in. And it's just like the, the back and forth conversations that they have. It's it's definitely great to be you know just sitting there listening to them and trying not to laugh and go, is this serious? Is this Should I, should I just laugh? Is no, it,
1: I was very serious about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. She does look like a train wreck. She looks like a
0: train wreck. I think part of our job included in our job duties is to... Make fun of Carrie constantly. Correct, yeah, <laughs> correct.
1: And uh, it's 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 actually uh, it's an obligation. Yeah, platypus.
0: Um, doing the Lord's work, as it were.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as she's making, keep making good beer, then then whatever's working, just keep yeah, keep doing it.
0: And you we've know, we've got change. some some new fun ideas coming too. So don't don't yeah look we do we have a free and clear um what would you
1: call it hopper ideas hopper is what i call it and i spoke to kerry just yesterday and i said you know what we need to sit down and and have a bit of a uh you know a bit of a clear head ideas hopper session and what that means is we we just sit there and we just throw ideas out we we do not cull any ideas whatsoever so what that means is if, if you take an idea and you cull it straight away, you immediately restrict your, your, constrict your thinking. So, even my corporate background, you, you leave it and you throw it on the hopper and then you go through it and you go, wow, that was a bit crazy. But that's all right because now you're thinking in a different mindset. Mm. And when you do it that way, uh, in, in, in my personal opinion, and wh- what's worked for Platypus, you expand your thinking. So, instead of starting... You know, at a, at a certain bandwidth, you, you go broader just through that process, and you know that's come up with a cranberry sour. It's come up with um, a bunch of others. I mean,
0: well, I think originally our, our double IPA that we did, the cactus juice, it started out as a bad joke with us saying that we should put cactus juice in every beer that Carrie would say, like, "Oh, yeah. I'm going to make a stout. Oh, well, we put some cactus juice in it." Oh, put some cactus juice in it. Yes. And then we finally got to the idea of well, why don't we actually do put some cactus juice in a beer and the double IPA ended up being one of our big hits of the summer. So, buddy
1: worked out alright. Eh?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, <clears throat> There's so many ways you can make a beer. And so many ingredients to, to make a beer. I actually just, uh, I'm sure, like when there's a little brainstorming ideas, you, you kind of come up. I mean, it can it can quickly fall off track yeah. really fast. And I was like, no, we can't put cilantro in,
1: in this beer. Yeah. yeah. but in my view, John, um, you know, when you talk about value in terms of, of a beer, or in terms of a brewery, or in terms of a brand, whatever, you, however you want to define it it's the person and this is what Kerry does so well she sits on the brew deck and she taps a pen on her head and she's an artist she's not she's not brewing a brew I mean anyone around this table and anyone that I know can brew a brew I mean it's just to a recipe right it's about coming up with that recipe understanding how it all goes together and and, and I'm sure other brewers would, would understand this so well it's the artistry how will this go and also it's 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 taking the risk taking a punt what will work and 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 i'm sure in this industry a lot of people will tell you the best beers came because they didn't think it would work or it came out of accident yeah that only because that only comes out because you tried and if you sit there and brew it to a recipe every time you will get a you will get a defined outcome if you want an undefined outcome try to try something
0: different yeah yeah we we call that the uh adjunct dartboard <laughs> sometimes we just say like you know why don't we just get a, a dartboard and just throw it and we'll be like okay those are the that's what we're putting yep, in the beer let's make this beer uh my buddy has a homebrew
2: shop up in Umble, the grain seller they're doing a homebrew competition where you roll there's five different oh, the categories, and you roll the dice, and whatever number it lands on is what you have to make a beer from. Fantastic! And
0: it's like eh, that could get that could get very interesting. I'm part of that club, and I've seen some of the the weird stuff that people have had to put into beer. What beers. a great yeah. way to do it, right? Oh, it's it, it now looks like you come like it's
1: out a... with new stuff.
0: Yep.
2: So yeah, it, it's it's, yeah, it's just fun, man. Beer beer's a good time. And as a matter of fact, I need to go get one. So let's take another <laughs> break. Talking with Platypus Brewing, hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub. Uh, We'll be right back.
0: Supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at Cash branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out Cashbranding.com.
2: if you are a fan of good beer then come by a drink of ages pub 1005 wall drive in montrose we have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers cider kombucha and cold brewed nitro coffee take a 32 ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go you can even bring your own growlers in and we will fill them drink of ages pub badass beer for here badass beer to go
0: Welcome back to the Drink of Ages radio
2: show. Uh, we're sitting over here at Drink of Ages pub. And drinking, still drinking, went, got another pint of Renga. So hanging out with our guests from Platypus Brewery of Sean and Brandon. Um,
1: Sean, you recently took another trip back to Australia, went back to the motherland. Oh, I did, mate. I had to, um, had to get my annual Australian injection, so take my... Uh my lovely wife and, and young son home to, to see my uh, family, so we, we had two and a half weeks back uh, basically at beach, so my parents lived near the beach and we just did beach stuff for two and a half weeks, it was just so relaxing, we actually did explore the local craft brew, um, uh I guess industry, scenery, whatever you might call it. but. We had a ball. We had an absolute ball, and so relaxed from a from a family standpoint. As breweries
2: go in, in Australia, I mean, here in the United States, you know, it just exploded all over the place over yep. the
1: last few years. Is it kind of the same thing in Australia. Uh, in scale, yes. So you know, we're talking about 350 or 330 million people versus 24 million. So you know, there's obviously perspective, but. Uh, In terms of of, of explosion for the population, absolutely. Uh, So I left in 2000, back end of 2014, right? So me back here, we opened Platypus in 2016. Uh, Back in 2014, we had this this, uh, vision to open in Brisbane, uh, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. And it would have been one of the first craft breweries there. Well, they have plenty there now. I mean, it has gone ballistic. There's and down on the wonderful Gold Coast, which is uh, where I'm from, well, well I'm from Brisbane area, but Gold Coast in Queensland, which hopefully, John, we need to talk about that going there next year. We can, we can kind of mention that here in a little bit as well. Yeah, yes. right, yeah. But went to a couple of breweries there, and, you know, mate, there's an ex, uh, ex-professional surfer who's opened a brewery down there. I forget his name. Not, not Mick, no, not Mick Fenning, but one of the other lads. It's called Bolter Brewing, and they do a great job. And then there's Burley Brewing, who do a great job down there as well. Nail. Nail Brewing in Perth. Oh, that's in Perth. That's on the other side yeah. of the country. No one knows where Perth is, because <laughs> you need a map and a compass. Uh, but if you're on, on the, uh, on the <laughs> eastern side of Australia... Yeah, Western Australians hate me. If you're on the eastern side of Australia, back where, you know, where it really happens. No, good old WA, they know what they're doing. But in, in terms of the Gold Coast... Uh, where I was, uh, there's some there's some good stuff going on, and in terms of flavors and tastes and, and what's the the Aussie scene, well, I mean you know you can't take you can't take the Gold Coast and say it's all of Australia, but they're doing some pretty good stuff there. Some good beers. Yeah, and the U.S. is still the epicenter. It's still the leader, but yeah, Aussies are doing really well.
2: I mean, there's a lot of hops coming from that area. A lot of really good hops coming from New Zealand and...
1: But you know what the bloody irony is, right? <laughs> the bloody irony is... The Aussies want the US hops. The US want the Aussie hops. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It never stops. Yeah, it's what you can't have is what you want the most. Correct. And uh, look, there's some incredible hops from in Australia. And of course, we, we, uh, we use those in all of our beers. And that's what we're known for and that's what we love. And... Uh, uh, and we also use uh, some in- incredible US hops and European hops, but it's it's incredible the uh, the irony, I guess, that uh, if you're in Australia, you want US hops. If you're in US, you want Aussie hops. So, yeah. Anyway, hop growers win.
0: <laughs> well, nobody's getting South African hops. Those are all owned by Anheuser. So.
2: Yeah, those don't those only go to a couple places, yeah. unfortunately.
0: There was an online homebrew retailer that got a hold of some of them. And it was like $20 for an ounce of hops. Oh, man. From wild. South Africa?
1: Yeah. Seriously. Are they bonehead hops or, or uh, salty hops? <laughs>
0: I have no earthly idea. Oh, just, just
1: for your listeners uh, boneheads are Dutch South Africans, salties are English South Africans because they got w- one leg in England, one leg in South Africa, and their old fella hangs in the middle in the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if any... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's known to us. I I'm think, not
2: sure if Americans know that. I think we've all pictured that, you know, at this point. Yeah, it's like, okay. We, we... A
1: little salty. <laughs> there's a lot of editing going on right now in terms of this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not
2: It's not surprising, like you said,
1: the irony of
2: it, uh, you know, because there's American breweries here are looking for those New Zealand hops, looking for those Australian hops. Yeah. And because, I mean, they, they come up with different flavors that, you know, American hops didn't have. Oh. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden you're getting all these melon and uh, I, from all over the place, uh, different hops. Uh, here, you know, we always had the great piney piney hops, uh, good, nice, bitter hops and, and uh, Equinot and a bunch of different ones from Australia. Hey, so,
1: look, and, and isn't that an incredible, um, what would you call it, uh, forward progress of the industry, People, c- constant innovation, looking for something new? That, to me, in my personal opinion, is, is an ingredient for a, for a great industry. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of industries as part of the brew industry here in Houston that, that I'm not happy about and, and a lot of the um, breweries wouldn't be happy about because they're not progressive, they're not innovative, Right. They're state sanctions L- 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 certain st- businesses. Stuck on their stuck on their ways. Well, and not just stuck on their ways. They're fat and inefficient and, and legalized yeah. through certain laws. But in terms of cr- independent craft brewers, we have to be innovative. And I love that. If you're not innovative, piss off. Because you're not going to survive. Yeah. Simple.
2: Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Um And that's one of the things that we've seen with with so many different breweries opening up. Different ones. Everybody has kind of their own unique style. Everybody has their own unique like flavors that they're that they're working towards. So when you have a beer, you can go. Oh, it tastes like something that Platypus would make, or hey, this tastes like something that Brash would make. And just with with so many options out there, uh, you know, I mean, it's just the the brewer. So everything kind of goes with that palette and that flavor profile. uh, But it's there's a lot of unique flavors.
1: Yeah, I agree, mate, and, and you, you've hit the nail on the head. Ben with Brash, I mean, what a, what a fantastic job he's doing, right? I mean, he's created a niche, he's, he's built the crap out of that, and that's fantastic. And he's the sort of guy who's the epitome of this industry, right? But um, there's too many, uh, and, and I wouldn't call it in terms of uh, independent craft brewers per se, but within the industry, there's there's too much fat and slack, and it'll be interesting to see what the next ten fifteen years holds for those those particular uh, organizations. I think I think right now uh, it's a very interesting
2: time for especially breweries wanting to open well, open up here in Houston area, Texas, and actually just I mean what's happening in Houston is happening all over the place, so pretty much everywhere. But um, uh, I I like what I what I would like to see is a lot of Small brew pubs open up, kind of like how Balison is set up. Yeah. You know, oh,
1: haven't they done such a great job?
2: Yes, yeah. Just and that's what every neighborhood needs, like their own little brewery, like that, their own little brew pub, neighborhood brew pub. Where, yeah, you know, they're not, they're not looking to distribute any beer out. They're gonna make all the beer. You can go there and drink it. And if you haven't been to Ballisons, get to Ballisons. Do yeah, yourself a favor. Yeah, it's a it's a great spot, just right here in. Uh, um uh, what, what? Uh, the Ross Village. Rice Village, yeah. 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 Kirby fifty nine area. And but you know uh, the if I think if, if you aren't open right now and you're trying to open up thinking you're gonna be a big distribution, uh put a lot of beers out in the market, I think you're gonna have a tough time right now. Now it'll swing back and like you're saying like 10, 15 years it will go back to where there will be another brewery that opens up a size it's like okay we're gonna open up we're gonna you know, be doing 10,000 barrels the first year 20,000 barrels the second year and 50,000 I mean just these just unheard- of numbers for breweries right now but I think it's gonna swing back to that because people will then start looking for oh we need our next st. Arnold you know we need our next big brewery to take off and and put us on the put Houston well, there's across a, the world.
0: There's a wave. There's certainly a wave. And, you know, it, it's it's just always changing. You know, not not everybody needs to be as, you know, huge as St. Arnold. Some people are fine doing three and four barrel batches of weird and cool stuff. And that works for them, you know. Some people are happy with that. I guess it's just what you want to do. But right now, like you were saying, I I, I would agree that, your big distribution brewery is a lot harder to open nowadays than it is 10, 15, 20 years ago. I would wholeheartedly agree with
1: that, um, based on uh, previous uh, advice and current experience. I don't think we'll see another Sierra Nevada for a while. I, yeah, yeah,
2: some someone at at that size, but it will. It's going to happen again, but it's not. I just don't see it happening in the next ten years.
0: Great. Well, someone's got to have some real good liquid for it. Very so. good liquid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but even that. The, look at the uh, Sierra Nevada, wonderful example. What? How how many years?
0: Twenty five years. Sierra Nevada has been open since nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Seventy yeah. eight. Right.
1: Look at the demographics. Look at the dynamics of of consumer choices now compared to. The 70s, well, forget the 70s, even go to the the early 2000s. Yep. Even when Brock opened, Brock opened in uh, the 90s, right? The consumer choices are wildly different, yep. right? In other words, I don't know, when I was brought up, I was brought up on the farm, I had one beer and one stick, and I went out and I kicked a cow in the nuts, or so I did something. Yep. Now, it's, it's a completely different demographic. If I don't have 40 beers on tap, I'm not happy. If I don't have all these beers to choose from, it's a complete different demographic and you need to take that into account in your, in your strategy and your business planning. If you're, and if any of your listeners are looking to open a brewery, I wholeheartedly support you provided you do your due diligence because guess what? It's not easy. It's not freaking easy. It is, you may see it as sexy in terms of I get to brew beer and I get to sell beer and I do this, but guess what? there's a business side of it, guys and gals and... Um, it's a tough industry. Really, really, yes.
0: Well, it's like Think about small it. Business. It's it's the essentially a changed. small business and you have to hustle. Like, there's no playing around. You fight for every tap. You fight for every can, you know. I mean, those cold boxes at all these grocery stores, that is a... Woo, that's a fight.
2: Yeah, it's gold. I mean, it's it's... it's, it's there's only so much room. And when you walk into a grocery store and you have basically four brands on the left hand side that take up the whole aisle, and you have 140 on the right hand side taking up the same amount of space, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and that's, it kind of goes back to the branding of, of the cans you guys have. You know, you need something that pops out, you need the liquid to, you know, it has to be good for them to buy it again, you know, but, um, you know, I, I'm, guilty as, as can be, when I go out of town,
0: I look at labels and I buy beer depending on the label. Um, I, I was in Portland recently and went to a bottle shop and that's basically how I was shopping. I was like, well, I know this is good. I know this is good. Oh, this is a, a beer that has a, a hop cowboy and it's called Pearl Haggard. Yeah, I'm going to get this. <laughs> so, I mean, labeling and branding is certainly important, but to a more so important extent, you... Definitely want it to taste good, or yes. you're just or, gonna or laugh at it to because, sell
2: another six pack. Yeah. It needs to taste good. <laughs> right. So, all right, let's take another break and get back. We'll talk more platypus brewing. This is Drink of Ages. Stay tuned.
0: Got to feel it in your gut. Get up and move your butt. Feel the music in your gut. Get up and move your butt. Got to. F- bow, bow.
2: Yeah, we're sitting here with Sean from Platypus, and man, I want to say congratulations on your anniversary. And, man, I had some of that Space City Coconut Porter, 5.6%, delicious. I know you can find that around town. And another one, man, was a Granddaddy Perp. Sean, tell us about that beer.
1: Yeah, it's a Blackberry IPA, 7.3%, uh, quite unique for Houston and proven to be extremely popular with our guests. It's a great-tasting IPA. Well,
2: something else popular that you guys do
1: is the Surf and Turf Wednesday Nights. Yes, I mean, Aussie in Texas, so what else would we do for a steak night but put a couple of prawns on it? So a uh, 12-ounce uh, rib filet with uh, a couple of prawns and, and a pint of your choice, all for $20. And then what's the happy hour special you guys have? Yeah, every Thursday and Friday evening from 4 till 7 p.m. There'll be a happy hour, some brew tours for those who are interested, and uh, come down and uh, enjoy. All right, start by Platypus right here just off of washington real close to
2: downtown come grab some pints and man, grab a steak some prawns there it is all right welcome back hey, everybody hope everybody's having a great night you're listening to drink of ages radio show here on espn 97.5 and i'm john denman dj Muscratch is a producer If you're just out driving around looking for a place to go, man, come roll by the pub. Drink of Vita's Pub, 1005 Wall Drive over the Montrose area. Uh, Stop in, come have a pint with us sometime. A lot of, what, 32 beers on tap. uh, Good rotating. A lot of different, just kind of, we blow through a lot of kegs. And so there's always something new to come out and try. And, you know, some of the stuff that we we like to drink is platypus. Uh, So platypus brewing is our guest hanging out with still Brandon and Sean. Um, one of the things that uh, Sean mentioned a little bit earlier, but uh, that, that we're, we're talking about is putting together a nice little trip, a little Texas, Australia trip. So get a nice little group of us from, from here, you know, Houston area, go to Australia, hang out, have a good brew day with a couple breweries, and then later on, maybe the next year, then we have the Australians,
1: they come over here and hang out, and same experience. Yeah, that's right, mate. So you and I have been talking about this for a while, so wonderful segue, I love it. And uh, look, I was home recently, you know, I won't say I sowed the seed because I was with the family, but there's so much opportunity there for... The community here, which which is such a wonderful community, to go home and do that. And trust me, the Aussies will just reciprocate because that's what we do. They'll just love the fact that they've got a bunch of uh, Houston beer, uh, what would you call it, beer industry guys and gals who have made the effort to go there. They will think that they're, they're like pig and crap, right? So they'll love it and they will absolutely reciprocate. And I just think this is a wonderful, um, oh God, I don't know, there's, there's a bit of word for it, but there's, this is, I think I think there's an awesome way that we can join Australia and Houston Brewers. Yes, I should be a central part of that given my brand and who I am, but John Denman, I'm looking at you, mate. I'm staring at you in the eyes. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. And you're rubbing my foot. What's going on here? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's how, that's how we roll, <laughs> old boy. That's how we roll. And uh, I, I just think there's a wonderful opportunity here to to go across borders. And I've, I have, have, and I know you have, spoken across uh, within the industry here, and there's so much uptake here. I, I, I just think it's, it's exciting. It's something that, well, what's the objective? What's this? What's that? doesn't matter. Just have bloody fun with it. Yes, we'll have an objective. Don't you worry about that. Have bloody fun with it. We'll, we'll really, really enjoy it. And, uh, Brandon, you're, Brewers, you're, fla- you're flapping your wings here. Brewers without borders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That could work. That could yep. work. That could work.
2: And, no, I, um when we first started talking about this, I was like, hey, just count me in. You know, however, we do it, whenever we do it, just count me in. Uh, and then, which also includes Kelly. So there's two. I'm also going to call three. out
1: um, Dave, hopefully, Dave from Southern Star. Sorry, mate, I'm calling you out. You're in, pal. You're in. Yeah,
2: You're in. He, Dave needs to go. You know, we get Brock to go. And I mean, there's we can get a nice little, like, a good representation of the industry here in Houston. To caravan across the pond, to go go do some Australia for what a good ten days, fourteen days.
1: Yeah, that's about right, mate. Any any more than that and we'll kill ourselves. But um, but apart from that, I, I just think there's a wonderful opportunity here. And in terms of yes, there will be they'll be sharing, right? They'll be sharing of ideas. there will be sharing of industry. But gee, this is a wonderful opportunity to have a cracking good time, right? within our industry with the industry that I love that you love that everyone loves and uh, anyway yeah all right so John are you the guy who's driving this no I am aren't I not? Oh, yeah, crap. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'll in the passenger seat but uh, I,
2: you know I, I, nah, I could be the GPS but I'm not the driver of this bus
1: cuz no it's it's Sean Henrahan and uh, John Denham who uh, are driving this so we'll get some stuff going in Australia to the extent we can, but we're we're going to reach out to you in the industry, and uh, you you will be reached out to. So uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to
2: this. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. There's there's a website that's called Escape Houston, and oh, it, just hopping on a plane. Oh, it, it's it's honestly the, we went to Hawaii twice for around $300 round trip because um, really? Escape Houston, and that was last summer, and they have. Yeah, there's all kind, of, But they, they popped up to Queensland. And the other day for, uh, I want to say it was like $700 round-trip tickets. Really? Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, I couldn't go in the time. that uh, uh, Those kids, you know, kind of slow down to travel. But, uh, but no, but uh, I want to go. I've been wanting to uh, – Australia's been a place that I want to go for a long time. And so I know in May – is the Maui Beer Fest. And you and I have talked about that. Yeah, yeah, About having our own little Texas corner at the Maui Beer Fest. And so it's like, man, we're already halfway to Australia at that point. So we might need to, Sean, we might need to add on to our trip to Hawaii, to Maui, and just do another quick little, what is it, like a six hour flight or something? I mean, how
1: far? Yeah, look, it's, yeah, you're right. It's about eight hours. Yeah, eight hour flight. And
2: go ahead and uh, it might be good, you know, if we go together, I know you just got back, you were setting stuff up, but I think I need to go there and, you know, help scope out some things and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out a, uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, speaking to Australia. Look, nothing would, um, would please me more than, than to, to go home with, with the industry folks that I, that I really know and love in terms of my good friends in this industry and go back to my home place and, and talk and drink beer for two weeks that would be phenomenal so let's do it let's uh, but we'll do it so anyone who knows me I, I talk a certain aspect and then I just get things done and that's what we're gonna do so let's do it yeah we can, we'll once we get all the details ironed out then we'll put it out there for whoever wants to join us I mean it's it's, it's an open invite and by the way it's gonna be We're thinking right here we're going to go Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. So east coast for people who know the um, the geographical disparity of Australia. Sydney, Melbourne or greater Melbourne area and Brisbane, Gold Coast.
2: A lot of beach, a lot of surfing, a lot of right. neck
0: and tinnies, a yep. lot of
2: giddy up. A lot of giddy up. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a wonderful time. Exactly. I bloody hope
1: not cuz yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a trip, and you definitely want to be, you know, part of it once the, the opportunity comes up. Uh, I, I'm just looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good time. But uh, back to back to here locally over at Platypus, uh, you guys, like I said, doing a lot of a lot of pretty kick-ass things. You got the cans coming out package. That's a whole new ball game for you guys. It's gonna be it's a whole new dynamic. Uh, getting your product in more hands and in a lot more places. You
0: know, it, uh, packages are a lot different than slinging kegs, but it's a lot of the same. Um, it's just good to be able to be able to take uh, stuff to the beach instead of having to go to a bar. So,
1: yeah. But I think from uh, from my standpoint, you know, you know, that's a, that's a great perspective, Brandon. But this was always part of our brand. This is all, always part of our business vision. Part to, of the plan. Yeah. To start. We probably did it a bit ass about compared to what other breweries have done in Houston. And again, again, our vernacular, uh, I guess, our fabric is that we have not looked left and right. We just do what we want to do. We came in, we established uh, a business model that, in hindsight, was a pioneering model. Well, not a pioneering model. Let me take that back. It was a model that is not otherwise known in, in Houston at this stage. It's been done previously, so it's not pioneering. But no one else is doing it. But uh, where we are right now is we don't look left and right. We just do what we're going to do. It's a it's a
2: unique unique branding. It's unique beer. And so, you know, you
1: guys are just going to do it just how you want to do it. Yeah, thank you. And uh, interesting on the unique beer. I mean, yes and no. Um, we've taken the interesting branding on it. I take your point. Uh, but on the unique branding, I guess, uh, sorry, the unique beer,
0: I guess, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, we we have what I think is most important for a brewery is a solid core set of beers. And then we've got our stuff that's bat insane. You know, we have stuff that we've been doing a lot of sours lately. We've done a couple hazy IPAs. We've made some big stouts. Me and Carrie have been kicking around some real wacky ideas coming real soon. Um, You know, there's a lot of fun to be made, but I think the most fundamental part of having a successful brewery is to have your core beers that anybody can pick up try and say you know what this is good now let me try something off the wall and bonkers Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that Australia
1: trip it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time man and, yeah, and I, might I look forward to um, planning that with you and to hosting that because I, I just think it would be a, a, a wonderful part of the industry and a wonderful part of me being part of this industry in houston so yeah yeah uh, uh
2: yeah between the the cans uh all the different stuff you guys have going on um platypus is becoming a destination place you know that you need to go if you haven't if you've never been you need to roll over there and i'd say probably you know mondays are good and uh as a cans go crashing down <laughs> um, Monday's Fifty Cent Chicken Wings. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that deal. First of all, uh, but uh, yeah, go for the beer. Stay for the food.
1: Thanks, Giza. Yeah. So Monday every night we've got uh, food specials. But um, look, we are one of the few uh, organisations, or I guess uh, organisations. I sound like a corporate wanker, don't I? Uh, we are one of the uh, few breweries in Houston that does have a full kitchen and 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 does offer. Uh, for uh, 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 beer and wine and food, so mate, every night there's something going on in our place. So giddy up, get up, yeah, get down there and um,
2: I'll probably see you
1: over there. <clears throat> but I no, appreciate
2: you guys coming, hanging out. Always, always good to talk to you. So I know the like I said last time was a couple weeks ago. Got to hang out at your place and drink beer with you. <laughs> yeah, so right. it's fun hanging out at my place, drinking.
1: Good beer times, with you. good times. Uh, but no. Brandon, uh, Brandon. Brandon's now running around your bloody taproom looking yeah. for the lost can. Oh, there it is, mate. There it is. <laughs> now look the cans.
2: Cans look fantastic. The branding on them are great. And like this whole show has been brought to you by Ranga. <laughs> the Ranga. I've been having pints of through the whole the whole thing.
1: Geyser. Okay, yeah, the good old redhead. The people people love to love and love to hate.
2: Uh, it's a it's a good beer. And so the the the. Well, we actually didn't talk about all the beers that are going to be in cans, but you'll see them in stores coming up here real soon. And, man, just grab a six-pack. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm listening to Muskratch now. He's <laughs> is. like, yeah, it's awesome. So it's all good. But, no, uh, thank you guys for coming and hanging out. And uh, check out Platypus Brewing. I mean, find them on Facebook. Look at all the different events they have going on. And uh, you just stop by the brewery sometime and hang out and eat some dinner drink some beers. And have a good time. Thanks, John. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. All right, this episode of Drink of Eight was sponsored by Bell's Best Brown Ale. Bell's Brewery Brown. Best Brown Ale. So go out there and get some of that if you haven't tried it yet. You definitely need to get some for yeah this, this, this fall temperatures and the changing of the weather and except for it was like eighty degrees or whatever, but it just it's got everybody just where they can't like myself included apparently can't breathe, but um. Listening to the old show sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkabates.com. You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, and just all kind of dark web places. Thanks for listening. Hope everybody have a great weekend. Go Texans. Talk to everybody next week.